0: This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald.
1: I'm Ramia Amadin And this is Kelly and Ramia. There's a conversation I had with David Myers, and he's from the Centre for Independent Living Toronto. Let's take a listen.
0: David Myers is sitting next to me here, and David is the Senior Manager of Independent Living Programs uh, at SILT in Toronto. David, tell us all about the Center for Independent Living?
2: Well, Center for Independent Living has been around for about 39 to 40 years. Uh, It is uh, led by people with disabilities in partnership with people with disabilities. It's one of about 24 independent living centers across the country. And um, we do a lot of um, resource work. We do service navigation, connecting people with disabilities to services in the city. We also have a direct funding program which helps people, about 1,000 people across the country, get access to attended services so they can live their lives. We have some peer support and parenting with a disability programming. We have uh, an independent living skills program as well. We also have um, a program called ASAC, which is a program where people can apply to us to access supportive housing or attendance services in Toronto.
0: In your role, what do you do and what do you most love about it?
2: I do a lot of work sort of helping people to um, be empowered to advance their rights as disabled and deaf people in the city. So people with disabilities really are uh, marginalized and under-resourced and underserved by our communities, our governments. So we try to empower them to have a voice around things that matter to them like what is access to accessible transit, access to housing, demanding uh, more income security from governments. So we do a lot of that work because since we're disability-led you try to empower people to do the work themselves and collaborate with them and other organizations like the coalition which was uh, developed about four years ago.
0: David, so with the fact being that we have so many people running across the country, so locations with disabilities, when did that become, because uh, I have to believe at the beginning, maybe not so, maybe I'm wrong, correct me please if I am. When did that become, I don't want to say either a mandate, but I like it. Um, f- and, and why? Why did we start saying we need these voices, we need the direction from persons with disabilities? Um, is this always been part of the model?
2: Well, the independent living movement started in the 1970s. It started in the U.S., it started in California, whereby folks with disabilities wanted to be able to do things like everybody else, go to work, go to school, have the right to be fully included in society. Mm -hmm. And so the first independent living center was out in Berkeley, it started. And from there, they advanced that sort of movement for people to actually um, have a right to access their community, their society, to be fully productive citizens if they, if they could. And then that just spread across North America, and then it came to Canada eventually, and so CELT is one of those original independent living centres that started back in Berkeley. We are one of now hundreds across North America.
0: So here, and we know the needs of people, whether they be in Toronto or another location across Canada the needs are so different how do you measure out what's important to the communities in Toronto or through the philosophy of independent living uh... like I I kinda look at things that we know as we before we started to, to to do the interview we joke around about hey this is going on these are the laws that we have to kinda push back on there are so many issues out there that vary from community to community region to region how do you guys keep a scope on that and I love the more aggressive nature with looking ahead and saying, these are problems, The speaking up. A lot of organizations were traditionally used to them, well, we can't really get involved in that way, but that's not what what, what SILTA is about. No,
2: and I think increasingly more organizations are not about that either because they recognize that, you know, historically, societies have been ableist. They've been designed without people with disabilities in mind. So whether it's housing or it's transit, Oh, it's the employment landscape. People with disabilities were historically left out of access. And so I think part of the independent living movement is to advance that right, which is grounded in the human rights code, it's grounded in our international agreements that we have, a sign onto that says that people with disabilities have a right to access full inclusion. So I think because SILS has an independent living model, we've advanced that approach in the work we do in the city, so um, we encourage people to actually um, access your rights by being knowledgeable about what, how city works, mm-hmm. how, how laws are made, how policies made, how do they impact you, and what can you do, You know, how can you contact your city council, how can you yeah. contact yes. your MPP and say, these are my rights, what are you doing actually for me to realize them?
0: So many of us are, are just disadvantaged that way unless we're connected with advocacy in some way but we're, we're talking the average Joe out there who's dealing with maybe a, a, a disability that is new to them and how to navigate. One of the areas that we hear a lot of talk about is accessible and affording housing. You mentioned it off the top. What Where are we standing in this country? How because we don't hear specifics regarding disabled people, we hear maybe marginalized people, maybe uh, people on restricted incomes, but can we talk for a moment, David, across the country, even though I'm sure it varies, how serious is the situation for us for accessible housing and affordable for those on, on assistance?
2: Well, everybody knows now we have an affordable housing crisis across the country, and it's impacting a lot of folks who are not disabled. Because people can't afford uh, to live in some of the homes that are being uh, being built, and the existing ones, right? So we know that that's the case. But in terms of people with disabilities, we are even further marginalized because they're not building accessible housing, and the existing housing that's, that's here right now is woefully inadequate. Mm-hmm. So back in the 1990s, when the feds were still building housing, their, uh, the max. Was often five percent, right? Five percent, at least five percent. Yeah, which really was very low. Very. Right. A lot of those uh, um, houses, uh, housing, um, is still five percent.
0: Wow, there's
2: been no change. The entire building code doesn't even cover access, fully accessible housing. So fifty percent has to be visible, but you don't have to build it for somebody to live in there.
0: Right, so right, So I can get into right. my
2: bathroom, yes. but not my bedroom. Yeah, you don't have to build it for full access is, is how it is right now. So, and the AODA, which is our accessibility legislation in Ontario, does not mention housing. There's no housing standard. Mm-hmm. The five standards, housing is not there. Wow. And we know that um, the seniors population is going to double by the early 20, 2040, 2041. We're not building enough accessible housing to yeah. be able to actually have people age in place by 2040. No way behind already at this point so it's a whole lot of catch-up
0: yeah LA. and David there's a lot of hot button topics I know that we could go on here for for ages but yeah. I want to draw it back Toronto yeah. so um, things that you guys are working on now and where you might need your own supports, or where you guys open the arms and say hey if you need us Come on in. You want to tell people a little bit about that process and how people best reach out and where you might need some supports from people. Is it just that advocacy? Do you need volunteers?
2: Well, I'd love to talk about the GTA Disability Coalition because um, we have a booth out there today and we're trying to promote the work the coalition is doing. Silt administers the coalition, and actually we got United Way funding last year to fund this as a program, a core program of Silt. We have about 13 disability-led organizations. We have three orgs for the blind. ABC is one of them. Balance for Blind Adults is another one. We have Silent Voice, which serves the deaf community. Besides SILT, we have uh, the Empowerment Council, which serves um, people with psychiatric disabilities. So it's cross-disability, because really, disability is so yes. variable, right? Yes, And so the mandate of the group, really, is to advance um, our priorities, are, Affordable and accessible housing, which is critical for our community, poverty and income insecurity. Disabled people are historically and currently very um, disproportionately poor. Yeah, you know what ODSB is, right? Yeah, it's totally, for sure. Totally inadequate to serve the needs of the community, and then and then transit. You know, access to transit. We have a wheel trans, which is a, our accessible transit system, is under threat now because. The TCC may be looking to cut half of the ridership out of door-to-door service, wow. which is critical. Yep. So we've been really working with councillors at city council level. Those guys make, make policy and vote on an investments in a range of things. So we're trying to get progressive councillors actually be aware of the needs of our disability community because they aren't aware of it. So no. some are, are open to learning. But we found that a lot of them now are actually bringing forward motions at council for positive, Progressive policy decisions that impact our community. So, we really need our communities to be aware and to get involved with the work we're doing.
0: Yeah. Uh, David, how can they do that? How do you want them reaching out to the coalition? Well,
2: so we we have two, we're on social, so we're on uh, X at GTADC1. That's GTADC1. You can reach us there on our Facebook page, it's GTADC1 as well. And then our website, we have uh, some information around the coalition. It's wwwsiltca slash programs and services. We're in there as well. And we have a coordinator who people can reach out to as well. Okay. So um, get in contact with us would be the best way. Awesome. We can put you on a list of people who are interested, and we can send you information on what's happening, the work we're doing.
0: So many conversations we could have, David. Yeah, Thank you for making time. Uh, we appreciate nice it. For Center for Independent Living, Toronto. We've been talking to David Myers, Senior Manager of Independent Living Programs.
1: I remember transforming into Kelly, but I thought I did apparently for this conversation. I don't know what made me think that it was me who talked to David Myers, but anyways, it was you, Kels, obviously. Uh, from the Center for Independent Living, Toronto, SILT and uh, obviously this was a very informative conversation for you Kels and this was from our Balance for Blind Adults Information Community Fair that happened in September a couple, several more conversations actually that we're going to bring you um, when uh, like throughout the, the rest of the year that you can take part in and just listen to because we learned a lot through these conversations and Kels, next time it probably is me that conducted the interview we'll see not even here maybe, maybe oh. oh
0: oh sorry i'm talking and i'm muted i thought okay. I just click this back that way my goodness um it was really wonderful talk and the rest are definitely you um that we have left so i thought it was Hopefully. fun um it was really informative what david brought to the table especially what i considered the wide reach uh and and just the different things yep. that the organization does so really cool david thank you very much for making the time and coming out and sharing
1: we know how uh, big, how gigantic of a city Toronto is, how populous. And so when an organization, you know, is meant to serve all of Toronto in a particular way, but still a a big city like this, uh, we know that you've got your work cut out for you. So appreciate Mm -hmm. the organization overall. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us